This is it, the season four recap. Josh and I have gone episode by episode, season by season, just to prepare you for this moment, for the season five drop on Netflix, or for those of you just re-watching who have seen it on BBC, welcome in. This is by order of the Peaky Blinders. Luca Changreta has come to town. Abarama Gold is a fantastic new character. Politics? Politics for Tommy Shelby? Welcome in. This is our spoiler-free podcast, breaking down every single episode of the 1920s family gang drama on Netflix and BBC. I'm your host, Daniel Gilman. And I'm Josh Levy. We are happy to finally have gotten to the, the light at the end of the tunnel. We are here. We are finishing off season four, season recap, to, as Daniel said, so you guys can all get caught up before season five drops tomorrow. And I'm excited for our folks who haven't been able to see season five get to, to, to finally to, to behold its greatness. So we're, we're excited to break this down for you. And so when season five drops, for those watching it for the first time, Josh and I have an instant reaction that we've already posted for the BBC crowd. So you can go ahead at your own pace. That's the beauty of it. Whether you watch it in one day, three days, or three months, you can go episode by episode and hear what Josh and I had to say right when we watched it. We recorded every single one of them the night that we watched the episode so go on there, and what we're going to do, and we're going to experiment with this, is possibly do a full detailed rewatch for those of you that have seen Season 5, where Josh and I go spoiler-filled throughout every single episode. So keep an eye out for that. The way to learn about how to catch those episodes is on Facebook.com slash PeakyPodcast, or on Twitter at By Order of Peaky. Go ahead, subscribe, hit rate. Give us five stars, give us three stars, give us one star if you feel like that's necessary. As long as you give us a rating, we appreciate your uh, your consideration of this podcast. This podcast is sponsored by a company that doesn't just say they'll help the less fortunate. They do it, like Tommy Shelby. Bare Bottom Clothing makes the best everyday adventure men's wear. From essential khaki shorts to wild stretch swim trunks or even their new stretch joggers. Everything is made with premium adventure-ready fabrics that is designed to be super comfortable all day long. And the kicker, for every item you buy, they donate shorts to a child in Bangladesh that needs one. So go to barebottomclothing.com, that's bear like the animal, bottomclothing.com, and use the promo code PEAKY for 15% off. How about that? A discount and donating to charity. And this season, Josh, we see two... Very, very, very important new characters. There are a couple side characters. There are a couple recurring characters from last season, like Mrs. Changretta, whose son Luca has brought the Black Hand and the Mafia over to Birmingham to try to kill all the Shelbys. And in the first episode, they mow down John and they nearly kill Michael. Once again, I mean, once we get to the, yeah, episode six, it feels like an eternity that since we've seen John, like it feels like forever ago that we lost John and John, we lose John, amazing character in the show. Luca Changretta is fucking evil. Abrahama Gold we get introduced to and there's just, it's just so many different uh, plot webs being introduced by Stephen Knight here and Anthony Byrne and, and well, uh, not, not Anthony Byrne, David Caffrey does a, right? Doesn't he direct this whole season? Yep, yep, David he Caffrey. He does a phenomenal job making the season very ominous and very dark because Luca Cingretta is a very ominous and dark character. Probably the most polarizing character, you know, that that's like a serious character because, I mean, Alfie is very polarizing. But Luca Cingretta is something else. He Adrian Brody does a phenomenal job playing a very dark villain because he hasn't really played that 
that role. People people don't like his Italian accent. I think he does a phenomenal job with his Italian accent. And he's scary, man. And, and, th- and there were times in the season where I didn't think that Tommy was going to be able to defeat Luca Cangreta. There, there, there were just many instances. Yep, Adrian Brody, who won the Oscar for Best Leading Performance by a Male Actor from The Pianist. And we have Aiden Gillen, who is well known for his work as Littlefinger, uh, Peter... Um, What's his last name? Gay- Peter uh, Peter Baelish. Baelish on Game of Thrones, and then also the uh, the mayor from The Wire. They are both in this. But if you're just going recap by recap, trying to best get re- remembered and reminded, the season three finale has Tommy sending everyone to prison, promising that he has a plan, and he made an agreement. Season four starts with all of them getting ready to be hanged. Michael, Arthur, John, Polly. Polly has lost her mind. And at the last second, we've got this guy, Arthur Big, I think his name is, and he was the private secretary who gets this 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 wake up and this this alert that Tommy Shelby has some blackmail on the king. So he calls and uh and sets him free. And so they they want nothing to do with Tommy, but then when that black hand comes, they have to come back to the Scrooge. And as the season ends, we have Alfie Solomons come back into the picture. Tommy has a deal with him that Tommy's boy Bonnie Gold, who is the son of Abarama Gold, is going to fight him in the finale against our Alfie's nephew. But Alfie makes a deal with Luca Changretta to allow his men to get into the boxing match. The Changretta men kill Arthur, or what we think kill Arthur. Instead, Tommy pretends Arthur's dead just to make a deal with the Changrettas. But at the last second, call America and make a deal with Alphonse Capone to fuck the small man, big fuck small, and then. Arthur comes out of the death, comes down, comes up from hell, and shoots Luca in the head in the finale. So much happening in these last couple episodes. I mean, so, so, so much. And something that I just thought about sitting here was, I mean, as I said, that it feels like an eternity that John was mowed down. You know, from John getting mowed down to to Arthur finishing off Luca Cangreta as poetic justice as 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 you could possibly have. It's I, I would not want more than six episodes in a season because Stephen Knight does such a good job of jam-packing so much in six episodes, in six hours. I don't know if if Peaky Blinders would be the same if it had 10 episodes a season because there would be like there would be like three or four episodes within those 10 that are just complete throwaways, people talking in rooms, kind of, you know, filler episodes. So I think that that's why there's so much that goes on in each episode and why we love this show so much because so much is going on all the time. Like that, that last episode was like, could have, could have been three episodes in three different parts. And so the season ends with Tommy Shelby first falling off the rails, having a lot of PTSD, finding out that his, you know, his, his girl, Lizzie Stark is pregnant with his baby. And then they have the baby as Tommy kind of snaps back into it, agrees to shake the hand of the devil and keep on walking like, uh, his Aunt Polly says to do, and uh, in the finale, in the final minutes, what Tommy does is get elected the member of parliament, the MP of the Labour Party, mainly by the help of him kind of screwing over our new character, Jesse Eden, who was a real-life brummy heroine who led a lot of strikes. Tommy has to make a deal with her and, uh, and has sex with her, seduces her, convinces her to give him the name of the communist cell leader from the Soviets. Tommy uses that to... Uh, once again, bribe our guy Maester Lewin from Game of Thrones and convince him to put him on the ballot, the Labor Party. And all they really have to do is uh, 
threaten everyone to vote for Tommy and he wins by like 30,000 votes and season four ends with Tommy Shelby, Lizzie Stark, their baby Ruby and everyone behind him. RIP John, but everyone else is doing great except for Michael. What happens to Michael in this season? Michael gets absolutely fucked by his mom. Shipped off. He gets exiled. He gets exiled. I mean, that's something that we've mentioned in in our, in our rewatch is that we're so frustrated with, Polly and the Polly and Michael storyline. That's that's our nitpick of the season, I guess. That's like a unanimous nitpick. It's is trash. That it, it's so fucked up. The, the the fact that Polly threw Michael under the bus set him up to set him up, knowing that there was already an underlying. It was like set up Inception. Yep. So what she, what she does is she lines up a test for Michael Gray and tells him. First tells Luca Changreta that she's going to give up Tommy Shelby as long as he sacrifices everyone else. So Luca goes to kill Michael but doesn't kill him in this nice little ploy where the mom of the kid that Arthur killed in their boxing ring seasons ago has him set up but the Shelbys are ready for it. And instead they tell Michael that the deal is on. So Michael asks Polly what this deal is and Polly tells him that they're going to Australia not letting him know that this is all just a test to see if he has his his uh basically are you going to choose Tommy or are you going to choose me? And Polly lets him choose and she chooses, he chooses the mother that he never really had instead of the, the role model that he did have. And Tommy is pissed at him. Tommy has a shootout with the Changretta men in the uh, season five opening scene, which was awesome or episode five opening scene, which was awesome. And then he ships Michael off to New York and, and Polly never answers for it. And Michael never gets mad at her. The whole thing is really fucked up and it's all just deception. And it's, it's, it's designed to deceive us and it makes us really mad. Right. And it's it's weird that he doesn't do have any pushback or any moment of what the fuck, mom, did you just do to me? And I, I don't know if I I might correct you here because I don't know if you just I you just slipped up, but you said you didn't you didn't say that the that the deal was to save was to spare Michael. You said to sacrifice everybody else. But the deal was to Tommy Shelby in return for the safety of Michael. Got it. But, but 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 it was just like annoying that Polly did this, and then Michael didn't really like have any pushback at any moment. I don't know. That's just something that Daniel and I were just very annoyed with this season. Polly just a grade A bitch for that. Grade A bitch. It's it's rough. We we learn we do learn a lot about Tommy's history though. We learned that his his mom would go through these spells of seances and spirits, very much like Polly did in the beginning of this season before they worked her out of her haze and she turns into the grade A. Uh, Great A devil of this season. And we also learned that from Jesse Eden that Tommy was once in love. Well, Tommy was once a revolutionist and the sweetest guy in the world to this woman named Greta Gerasi who died due to consumption, which we learned was uh, like tuberculosis when they were 18. And then she said, did you ever come back from the war the same? And he said, I never came back from the war at all. And so that really, that explains, yeah, that explains the uh, the, the state of mind that Tommy's been in. And we get insight to him having, as my my good friend Jorah Mormont used to always say in Game of Thrones, he had a gentle heart. And it's 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 true. He really did have a gentle heart. And it's funny because he uses that conversation with Jesse Eden when Jesse Eden is talking about how she heard from 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 Kitty Greta's sister that 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 Tommy had a had a gentle heart back in the day. That he was genuine. He was sweet. And Tommy uses that sweetness yep. and that gentle heart to his advantage 
to play Jesse Eden, and she kind of you know thinks that maybe he's you know turn making a turn, and you know things 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 will be fine. He he's, he is a sweet guy, but he's not. He's not. He played her for a fool, and it's just it's it's crazy how diabolical and deceiving Tommy Tommy Shelby is using every bit of information he possibly can in any situation. So Alfie, you know, deceives and and makes the deal with Luca, and then runs away to Margate, which is where Tommy shoots him in the face at the beach with his doggy. So hopefully Tommy has the, the puppers and, and takes Syro in. But that was a crazy scene. And, uh, and I mean, we're I'm trying to figure out who else we really ben have Younger. to. Yeah. Ben okay, Younger yeah. gets introduced. I was say, so let's, let's talk about the Ada storyline of this season. The only thing besides that, you could talk about that in a second. Ada gets a little bit more savage this season. She really starts to become a Shelby. She, she obviously was working in Boston, comes back over because of this the New Year's party, and then obviously stays because of the black hands and the death of her brother, John. Esme goes away. We never see Esme again. And and Ada tries to help Tommy out with Jesse Eden. And then because of that, this guy, uh, Ben Younger, the, the lieutenant or colonel, comes and says, are you part of the communists again? We're going to keep tabs on you. And he knows all about the Shelby family. They have a dossier of inf- uh, about each Shelby family member, which, which is a very in-depth and thorough investigation with each family member. She talk, he talks to Ada about, you know, how she's a communist and, you know, since 1919, and we get a call back to Freddie and how, you know, she was blind to, it was, it was blind faith and blind devotion towards Freddie, basically, to... It was, she was just a communist by association. So we get a little insight into that. She's a savage in that scene. You know, she gets strip searched and she, she makes a reference to, to, to having them blinded, which is the first time we've ever heard Ada Shelby ever make a reference to blinding somebody, which was, which was funny. Yeah, she, it's going to be interesting what goes on with that, that investigation. Tommy knew a lot about that man, Ben Younger. So I'm curious to see how that moves forward into season five. We're going to do a little bit of something called Grace's Secrets at the end of this episode where we have a spoiler into season five. So we'll talk about Ben Younger there. Before you get to that though, I want to mention one scene that we haven't talked about was the scene at the factory when Arthur takes on the two Changretta men, which is one of the most intense scenes in the show where he has the red paint all over him and he has like the eyes of like a rabid dog. The hands of the devil is playing. Yeah, and he and he he takes them on, and that leads into to to our man Devlin, who runs the factory, who Tommy accuses of kind of giving up, of of opening the door and letting the Changretta men in, and Devlin becomes becomes a a useful tool for Tommy to use, as Devlin really wants to go away and be with his family because you know two men were just killed and burnt in his factory. He wants to get the fuck out of there, but Tommy wants him to stay. He doesn't let him stay, and he ends up. Having one last job for Devlin at the end to give it to give a letter to Jesse Eden, which is narrated by Tommy in episode six, and then Mr. Devlin can finally go to Glasgow. He can catch that train to Glasgow that he wanted to wanted to catch to go to his family. One of the few people that Tommy Shelby lets leave. Like he does, he never lets Arthur leave. Arthur's never gonna be able to leave. He even has a chance at the end, but he doesn't. He says, I'm I'm not fucking going anywhere. And so as as we go character by character, I'm not quite sure who else we really need to check in on. You know, Alfie's been shot. Michael is over in America signing the deal off with Al Capone. Uh, Charlie and Curly still have the boatyard. May May comes for a little bit. I was about to there say that. Go. We got a brief encounter with May Carlton, which is always nice to see good, gentle May Carlton in the fold. 
But I think that's about but it. But May I mean, didn't want to have sex with Tommy, so I'm not sure he's ever going to mess with her again. Right. But she still mm-hmm. is. She's she's taking care of his horse, Dangerous, that he bought with the uh, the jewel sales with Tatiana from the end of last season. And then uh, Bonnie Gold is the champion of Birmingham, so maybe he'll continue to keep fighting around. Abarama Gold, I doubt, is going anywhere. He's a he's a loyal subject. Linda is transformed. She is doing now cocaine. doing Tokyo yeah. at the end. Of, at the end of the, I'm I'm gonna always call it Tokyo because it's, it's good. Just funny. It is nice. But uh, she's doing Tokyo and spewing nonsense, and she's taking bets. She's working at the shop now, so things have really transformed for transformed for her. But it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this storyline transforms into season five, which I guess we'll talk about on Grace's Secrets and in our in our season five rewatch. Give me your winner of the season. My winner of the season, I mean, can, can we go with Arthur Shelby? Absolutely. I mean, he, he first of all, he, he rose from the dead, metaphorically and, and, and physically, because and, and, and literally, because he was probably pretty close to dying. He probably saw stars and saw, you know. He also was, was about to get hanged. Right, twice. So there's been many times of this. He almost committed suicide back in, like, I don't know, season two or season one. But he, he looks so great. He looks healthy. He's literally reborn. Like he looks like he's a new man, and I'm and I'm happy to see Arthur with some confidence. He he seems smarter. There's a, there, there's a, there's a a couple times when he's like you know teaching someone how to do something. He's like use your head. It's like usually people are telling Arthur to use his brain, and so he just seems like a new and reborn person. And I'm and I'm really happy to see that. All right, my winner is uh, Lizzie Stark. Lizzie like Lizzie got the golden she's, she's ticket. She's important. She's real important. Now. Yep, according to Linda, she got the golden ticket. She now has the ruby. Which may be more valuable than a baby. It's a ruby. It's it's a it's a very precious you know gem, and it's going to be the reason why Tommy's going to keep her around, even though he might not visit a lot. I have a feeling that since he's now a politics guy, he might need to uh, have a woman on his side at all times, and that's not going to be Jesse Eden. So Lizzie has battled. He's beaten. She's she's brawled. It's a it's a great comparison to all of the the powerful women in the world who may have dealt with their you know. CEO husbands who have who have cheated on them, but you know what? They they will fight and they will usually win. And when they lose, you know the other person might lose a uh, an eye or two. And it just felt like every time Lizzie lost to someone, the other person lost like an eye. Do you think that Tommy has legitimate feelings for Lizzie, or do you think it's like a business? It's, it's like a transaction. Well, she's she's a great secretary, and she's probably good at sex, and that's all that it is from Tommy. So, right, so it's just a transaction. It's just yeah. a business transaction. I mean, now that there's a baby there and he loves family, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah. I, yeah, whatever. I mean, no one's ever watching any of the kids, so. And then I'm going to go go ahead and talk about my, my loser, and it's, it's going to be the same exact loser as episode six, Jesse Eden, because she is trying to fight for this cause, and she's spending all of her energy and her time for this cause only to throw it away because she let her emotions and her, like, her – her sexual tension with Tommy getting in the way with it. It's going to be all thrown to shit because any communist party member that she, that is on her side and that is alive with her is just going to be thrown under the bus and is going to be reported and she's going to have no she's going to have no use. She got played. I mean, it's that simple. She got completely played and her and I don't see her 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 character arc really going going any further than this and for that she's she's my loser. And it's a shame because she's such an important person in the history of of real life. And so it'll be interesting to see because she, I mean, it worked. She got all of the the people to strike and Tommy was so worried that he decided to hedge his bets and start to join the communists for a little bit just to then turn on them at the last second to get what he wants. So that's a good loser. Um, My losers are going to be the Greys because I hate them 
I hate what, what, what Polly did to Michael. I don't think her relationship will ever be the same. So all that hard work that Polly Gray did just for her to nearly die and decide that it doesn't matter anymore. And you know, in hindsight, I'm realizing that maybe that conversation that Polly had with Tommy in, in the middle of the season when she said, I'm like you now, I've already been killed and nothing can happen to me because she, you know, looked through the noose and saw into the other side, saw through the window. Maybe she doesn't value Michael as a son anymore. That's the only thing I could think of. And she's just, everything's business to her. So she said, hey, if we can't trust this kid, fuck him. And so they, she sent him off to America and I don't give a fuck about her anymore. And, and it's just like, where did Ruben go? You know, we talked about that in the season four, episode six. Who the fuck knows, Ruben was man. a huge part no of season three and they even like she cut, probably, kissed she, at the She end. probably fucked it up. She probably fucked it up. No, I have to assume when she went to prison for a few months, maybe they just never talked again. Yeah, exactly. Because then she was off her rocker. So there you go. There's our season four recap. Go ahead and send us send us your thoughts of what you think of season four. If you guys have anything to add, we'll try to add on to it. So keep an eye out for our uh, our instant reactions. If you're watching season five for the first time, keep an eye out for any updates. We're gonna be sending some stuff out. Get we're gonna we're gonna need your feedback because that's what we're gonna do. Josh and I don't want to do this for nothing. We want to see if you guys want to get spoiler-filled season five episode-by-episode deep dives. So if we get enough of you that ask for it, we get enough of you that like our podcast, that you want us to do it, we will do it. So go on Facebook.com slash Peaky Podcast. Send us the message. Let us know. We're going to be putting a post. We're going to be putting a poll out there to see if you guys would be willing to do that. So follow us on Twitter as well. We're going to do that same thing there by order of Peaky. Email us. Do what you want. We've got Judy. We've got Rob. We've got Christine. All these people that love to email us. So keep it going, guys. We love our Peaky Heads. We are at email at B-O-O-T, PeakyBlinders at gmail.com. There we go. Four seasons in the books. We did it in about a month and a half, Josh. It's been awesome. It's been a great ride. Uh, we're not stopping. We're, we're going we're gonna to take this thing to the end, till till the last episode of Peaky Blinders. Really, really enjoyed it. I'm excited to keep on doing instant reactions as well for for those brand new episodes that drop in. I'm excited for you guys uh, across the pond at, uh, in in the United States and and elsewhere that doesn't get to watch it on BBC to be able to watch season five and see how this plot thickens. Seven seasons in a movie, ninety seven more years, nine more seasons. Keep it going, Rick and Morty. I don't know. That's just a reference for those of you that watch that. <laughs> so there we go. We're gonna wrap this up. He's Josh. I'm Daniel, and we binge so you don't have to.